Hi, Sophie. Hi. Oh my God. Just give me one second. I'm just grabbing my very berry hibiscus. Oh, classic Sophie. Classic Sophie. Of course. Always. Always. Anyway, it's been a lot shorter time this week. Of a week later, we're back here again. So much to talk about still. Uh, parks reopening again this week. Yep, and we also finally, finally got our Ratatouille ride open date. Oh my god, and don't even start because they've just announced that Adventurers Club announcement and I am so here for it. I can I can feel the, the enthusiasm like radiating off you at this point. And uh, we're going to talk about WandaVision, but obviously we're going to keep it spoiler free. So if people haven't seen it, you know, it's all fine. You can come along and listen to it. Exactly. So just let me grab my drink then and I'll meet you at the Hubgrass in five. I'll meet you at the Hubgrass in five. Sophie. Good afternoon, Sarah. Oh my God, I've been so looking forward to this all week. I know, I can't, I, I'm very excited that it's rolled around again. I can't believe actually how fast it rolled around. Also just want to give a big shout out to everybody who has listened to our first episode, liked us on Instagram. It's been really wonderful to see the response so far. And I think yeah. me and Sophie are a bit shocked actually by it. We are, especially because it's like, just started we know there's so many people who do this type of thing but we really appreciate anyone who wants to listen to us for the next like what 40 minutes to an hour yeah that'll be fun we'll make it fun along the way i'm sure there'll be lots to discuss because well, well, we already know lots. there is lots to discuss this week especially yeah, like, like we said this is our first proper episode so normally we wouldn't have as much news because we're doing it every two weeks where right now we've kind of never talked about a lot of things before. So it's like a lot to talk about and get to. No, yeah, absolutely. And we have kept it relatively newer news. So you're only going to really get stuff from the past couple of weeks. Nothing, yeah. you know, six months like, ago no, that you're all like... October. <laughs> <laughs> last October they announced this and everyone's like um we know about this thank you so much but no I think we should jump straight into it yeah and we're gonna start this week with our park news there's so much like literally yesterday we were trying to write a little plan out and then we'd be another article release and there was another announcement and another announcement we're like oh god like stop it I don't need any more like although oh, I do it was... need more I need it all <laughs> So be like, please, again, I want it all. It's the theme yeah. of this. I want it all. First, we're going to start talking about um, Blizzard Beach. Yeah, opened so up. reopened this week. We've had a lot of reopenings this week or talk of reopenings. Blizzard's the first water park we've uh, seen <laughs> open up, which is quite interesting because I imagine it's going to be a completely different concept because you're sharing the same water than it would be for like a normal theme park. Must be a if lot more hard around, with the yeah. pandemic and keeping things safe for the guests. <laughs> no, it just like, yeah, absolutely. It, from what I can gather from reading about it, so you still get your temperature screening when you arrive. Yeah. It masks are required pretty much everywhere apart from on the ski lift or if you're like sitting down in the areas. Question then, what about like Summit yeah. Plummet? Because everyone knows like your bikinis normally like move around and fall off there. So what's going to happen to your masks? This is the thing, like, I, I'm going to assume you're kind of going to need to wear one. Oh, or, I don't know. Left, right and centre there. Like, 
there'll be a cast member with a net catching them all like down at the bottom like trying to get them I actually saw something really cool they were doing with the lazy river you could only take rings that have been turned upside down because they've been cleaned yeah I was like well that's really cool and there's fewer people on the lazy river at one time and you're not allowed to get out you know how sometimes like obviously in a a normal getting and out wherever you wanted yeah. yeah, they're very like specific and they, you're asked to stay in your ring at all time. Also, something else I found out, they're doing beer um, refills. Are they? So you know how you get the refillable resort cups? Yeah. They have those, but for beer. Now, I know there's going to be a lot of people out there that are loving that news. Personally, I have some family from Florida and they would be absolutely buzzing about that. They'd be living their I, life. But I feel like, and we know this from everything that's happened in England, alcohol and covid safety measures do not mix no i think i kind of get what they're going for it's a much yeah. more relaxed atmosphere like there's less people you know that's kind of what they're going for and maybe it'll work maybe it won't but great to see another park open especially that leads us into our next park announcement disneyland california finally has well i mean it's not got a proper opening date but we have a rough estimation which is more than we've had in the past 12 months i've been speaking to my mum about it and like i said in our intro episode my mum's kind of like over me talking about disney news but the one thing that she does say is i can't believe that california is not open yet and it's been 12 months because i think it's easy for some people to just assume like oh they're just not getting money it's not that they're not getting it they're losing money because you still have to have that upkeep of that park. You still have to pay for the security measures. The rides are in top-notch like form for when they do reopen. You've got to think how much maintenance goes in every day when we're normally there. That still has to happen. So it's all safe and perfect for when it reopens. So not only are they not making the money, they're losing God knows how much on those parks keeping them safe and ready to reopen so to see we're finally going to get it reopened at the end of april is a relief there was a worry that they wouldn't even ever reopen at one point because it had been that long and the money they were losing and obviously the u.s system um works a bit different in terms of what can open and what can't open it's also done by state yeah yeah so obviously this is uh this is the governor of california's decision it's like i did yeah yeah, this it was never like that. It was literally the governor of California was like, "We are not ready" because Orange County is a bit of a is still a bit of a mess in terms of well, COVID cases. Bob Iger was on the emergency team to try and help sort it, and he left months ago because of a disagreement. Obviously, he was very angry, and it was implied that it was because that they hadn't allowed them to reopen yet, and he was trying to say, "You know, we can do it safely because we've done it in Orlando." So there was a very big disagreement and Bob Iger, if you're not sure who he is, he's the CEO of Disney. So like the top dog of Disney and he left because of this. So obviously there's been a lot of disagreements about this for a very long time. And it's nice to see them starting to move forward to have that reopening. In terms of what it looks like it's going to be for the moment, it looks like it's going to be Cali residents only, which I actually think is a really good. Yeah idea you know you're um, I think part, yeah I think that's part of the issue that I think Walt Disney World had is it was just kind of like come on down yeah. like and I think that's maybe had some really negative impacts on Florida as a state but also looking at doing like 15% capacity which is roughly the same as what Disney World started with so that's not surprising was it not slightly lower than Disney World I thought Disney was a bit higher than 15% when it reopened I think 
Disney World might have maybe been at 20 because I know Disney's currently at 35. Walt Disney World's currently at 35%, I think. It maybe starts at 20. Also, there's more parks, there's slightly more space. Disneyland's quite small. So, it is a very small park. Um, yeah. And then um, also the big surprising thing that um, under the regulations they're looking at, there's going to be no indoor rides being able to open. Things like the Matterhorn, it's like, what does that class as? Because there's sections indoors and sections outdoors. So what does that fall under the jurisdiction of? Technically, there is kind of ruling that if an attraction goes indoor and outdoor equally, it passes right. and it will be allowed to open. So your Matterhorn's probably going to be safe. But it's like, I'm thinking of stuff like Toy Story, like Mania is not going to get to open because that's all indoor. Been. Won't be open. Yep, won't be open. Like Morold's not going to be open because that's all indoor. Pirates won't be. Haunted yeah. won't be. Like, I mean, that's a lot of the park. Big, big attractions, especially because yeah. Disneyland is that bit older. So a lot of stuff what is primarily indoors. Yeah, like, I mean, like the teacups are going to be open. Like people don't go for the teacups, do they? Now you don't go to Disney well, World for the teacups. The only thing I'm really excited for is that the the um, little storybook boats will be open because those are a hidden gem at Disneyland. There was a lot of conversations about if Disney should have opened, blah, blah. It's not as fun when they reopen when there's so much closed. I have friends, like I said, who are from Orlando. So they were going to the parks as soon as Walt Disney World, as soon as it opened. And they actually said they have two little kids and they said they were some of the best days they've had at the parks. It's been the most peaceful. They got to do everything they wanted. It was so much more of an enjoyable experience than when everything is open because there wasn't, like everyone knows what Magic Kingdom can be like. There wasn't the crowds. There wasn't, they could, there was no lines for everything. So they could go on what they wanted and what they loved as many times as they wanted. Although a lot of people might be a bit hesitant when there's a lot of stuff not open. There is a lot of positives to think about as well. Yeah, no, I agree. Especially with the success of California Adventure event that they're doing. Oh my God, um, that was... Yeah, gone. Goodbye. No tickets, like, in two minutes. Like, honestly, crazy. I think that's what they're going to try and maybe use California Adventure for. Like, more like those kind of events. Because yeah. a lot of California Adventure is also indoors. So I think that'll be nice Segment. to have both of that. And I think it's also really great that they're looking to bring back, like, 10,000 cast members so it's great for them to be back the in their job so the one thing that we will go on to now which is not as positive news is Disneyland Paris they think is basically going to be postponed the opening and we're still not sure when it will reopen for those of you who might be listening in America who might not follow the European news as much um, Disneyland Paris did open in the summer and was open for quite a few months um, when our second peak and our second wave started coming, they closed around November time. And then they had a few weeks where they thought that they'd be able to reopen for the Christmas period between like Christmas and the new year, which is obviously a very busy period at Disney. They thought they could reopen for them. And then there was going to close again in January, which I always thought was a very strange thing. I didn't think it was most likely going to open. And it didn't. They basically announced that they're still not going to open and they don't know when it is going to open at the moment. So we'll keep you informed on that. We have more to discuss. It's not done yet. No, <laughs> it's never done. It's never no. over. I think just while we're still from the park news, let's start talking about some of the building oh. work that's going on. So I just want to, as we start this, just to put in comparison... Universal this week have announced that they're starting work again on their epic 
park as in the park is called universal epic it's the third park that's coming it's the stupidest name I'm, anyway we're not talking so about much. that at the moment like comparison to some of the names that hollywood studios are going to get called this is like up there with some of this is like kaleidoscope like honestly yeah blacks my head a little bit but we'll move on a lot of people are getting excited i i'm super excited this is one of the things the rides that i'm most excited for that they've announced in a very long time we're getting the tron ride obviously the work's now been going on for what is it like nearly two years it's been a very long time yeah this point i think so like even when even when i was uh when i worked in tomorrowland like all in 2017 like there was this was the rumor that yeah. was going to be that like the Shang- like Shanghai had done like so well and the rumour was they were going to take it and bring it over here so it has been in the works like for so long and now it looks like we're not going to get it until 2022 basically near enough finished the canopy now like they've reached the top part of it so a lot of people are getting excited because like the ride inside is already basically done because we've seen that and the track's been done for a long time now a lot of people have been thinking oh we're going to get it maybe for the 50th like you said I've not been to Shanghai but everyone has said who's ridden it's one of the best rides they've ever been on and I try and hype my mum up for this ride so much I'm like listen it's gonna be so good you don't know but she's just not feeling it so I'm ready for it I am disappointed it's gonna be longer but I'm sure it'll be worth the wait I'm hoping it'll be worth the wait but something that has been in the works is we finally have a date for Ratatouille Yes. Even though it's been finished for a while. Yeah. The 1st of October, 2021. Which is not summer like they said. It blags my head because like you said, it was basically ready when the pandemic started 12 months ago. Like they had the sign up and then they took it down and they're still not opening it till October. We were talking about this. They're obviously trying to fill a gap because a lot of announcements that they were going to do like RIP, the Mary Poppins ride that us Brits were very excited for obviously now isn't going to go ahead and won't be there for the 50th anniversary they're trying to time this in to fill that gap Mm. there's no need to leave it till October let's be honest well and and I'm also I'm wondering because we're still looking the Guardians of the Galaxy roller coaster we're getting in Epcot looks like it's going to be finished by the end of the year I'm so, very excited for that as well. I know it says like I'm excited. I am excited for it all. I am excited for it. Yes, this is going to be awesome. Like we, we, and Sophie had a, we, um, we are discussing it. Like am, we are I'm having a back and forth. I'm glad that they won't be touching Tower of Terror now that they're doing this ride. I'm not saying, yeah. I know you said it's an amazing ride in California and I've not had the chance to ride it yet. I'm not saying it's not, but I just, I appreciate the fact we'll still now definitely have the chance to ride the original and to ride the new version. And then people can still have their favourites and pick and choose. Do not yep. touch Tower of Terror. Sophie Brotherton, uh, 2021. <laughs> uh, she'll, be coming, she'll be coming for you, Disney. She'll be coming for you. Also, just to keep on the Epcot thing for a second, um, the Epcot West progress, there's none. None at all. So we posted this on our Instagram story this week, the progress picture and aerial view. There was quite a lot of people who thought that it was going to be done in time for the 50th. And it's not. It's 100% not. They have like so much work to do. I will say if it, like, if it is finished, wow, kudos to them. But right now, There's I don't want to say a mess. Going on. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to say a mess because, you know, everything takes time. And that's progress, folks. I'm just flinging in every um, carousel progress quote I can get. With the reopenings and the parks and everything. So they've put more plexiglass between rides. So we've seen more like Barnstormer, 
and all living with the land but it's in the waiting lines what's blagging my head is why they're now installing all of these plexiglass between like your wait lines like as you they tell you to go to row two etc but they're now filling every row of the ride vehicle because to me that seems redundant like it's going back on itself why are you now putting yeah, kind of productive yeah in place and then sit each row full there's no point to putting the plexiglass in i mean maybe there is maybe there's some method to the madness but you know we just literally had an announcement two days ago that uh we're hoping that the disney college program is going to be back by the end of the year so i got really excited about this i'm not gonna lie I did just read the article title, did not click on the article. And I said to one of our friends, I was like, oh my God, the college program's about to be coming back. This is great. Might mean international travels coming back. And she was like, oh, is it ICPs? I thought it was just CPs. I was like, oh, I didn't read it. <laughs> so it looks like it's just, it's just going to be CPs for the moment. We'll obviously with, you know, vaccine rollouts and international travel coming back and visa regulations, hopefully it will not be long after that until the ICP is able to return and, you know, people can go in the cultural representative program again and, you know, live their best lives in all the pavilions and the Epcot will be back to It's normal. Epcot. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Like, I, I hope it is for obviously all those that, programs were cancelled etc because we i know how heartbreaking that must be but it is positive and they've also announced that the disney cruise lines are meant to be going back ahead from this autumn or fall so that's another positive as well they seem things seem to be starting to go back into motion self Walt disney world is getting so much more busy they've announced that spring break which is coming up all the park reservations have gone for spring break. You cannot get a park reservation anymore. They are completely full. Talking about this, can we just quickly talk about this new ad that they're doing? Because I don't get it. The tomorrow begins today. Yeah, what, what does that even mean? First of all, again, I appreciate the, the Carousel of Progress tune. I appreciate that being their yeah. main focus point. <laughs> but I think they're trying to say that Disney is still Disney. So like tomorrow begins today i feel like we're still kind of i feel Sophie's like it's like, an advertisement tomorrowland i don't feel like it's an advertisement for the parks it's an, a tomorrowland yeah. advertisement that they've now tried to stretch to cover all parts and it, it doesn't work i personally do not think it works i am um, neither for nor against <laughs> it i thought it was a i thought it was a typical disney advert you know which we all love and I, I don't think it's people to go I don't see how it's encouraging well, someone to go I don't know I don't think it's going to be one of those ones that you remember like my top Disney advert is the little kids who can't sleep because they're too excited yeah. that is my top tier Walt Disney World advertisement it's not it's not up there we just want to give Working a quick shout out to Festival of Fantasy which had its anniversary this week of starting the park. Can I just say, I did not realise it was going on for that long. 2014 mm. Festival of Fantasy. Yeah. That means yeah, like, like, seven years of it. I hadn't seen it because my last trip to Disney World before my college programmes was 2011. So couldn't have told you when Festival of Fantasy started. Didn't know it was 2014. I feel like it was a lot newer than it is. Maybe this means yeah. can we get some more parades and a night parade. I'm going to shout out to my mum again. All my mum keeps saying is, why haven't they got a night parade back yet? I'm throwing it back yep. to the days of our childhood when every park had a parade. Animal Kingdom had a parade. 
I the Hollywood Studios studio had a parade. It's so good. Stars and, and the, Stars and Cars, something I, like that. Yeah, they have yeah. so many. They had the Aladdin one because Aladdin came out. Or, oh, it was so good. They had so many good parades. The High School Musical pep rally, top tier, <laughs> top tier Hollywood Studios. Daytime parades, mine and my mum's favourite, and is legendary, will still be legendary till the day we die, was the Millennium Walk that they had uh, at Epcot for the obviously the Millennium Celebration. We still talk about that to the day. The music for that, the stilt walkers, it was all metal and there was like steel drums in it. Honestly, I was like five when that parade happened. Obviously, I was born in 95. It was the 2000 celebration. I can still remember it to him this day. I can still remember seeing them walk by in the stilts and all the mess. It was amazing. We need more of things like that. That's what made Disney stand out and made them special. Um, I really am excited to hopefully have the new Disneyland parade like, be able to happen again because mm-hmm. the new Disneyland parade was like top tier. So that was the Todrick Hall soundtrack one. Yes, like, it's meant that to That looked incredible. Good. Yeah, so... I'm not... Look, so that- me and Sarah are like opposites on this. Sarah loves to watch everything. I don't like to see anything till I experience it for the first time. So I don't really like to listen to the music. Like, I know... The Mickey and Minnie Railway Railway um, soundtrack is like on Spotify and you can listen to it. I will not listen to it because I don't want to listen to it till I've ridden the ride. We're completely opposites in that way. So you'll find that Sarah will most likely be like, oh yeah, this sounds really good. And I'm like, I don't know because I'm not going to look until I see it. I don't know. Oof, that was a lot to get through, wasn't it? With the... Moving on, let's talk about some Disney Plus and some movie releases and there's a lot to go through here I know we discussed this at the beginning of the week the Raya release Raya and the Last Dragon um released yep. this week made eight million which yeah it's good for what's currently going in the pandemic and everything it's not good when you compare it to what Disney normally make in movies and obviously what Absolutely. they probably expected the movie to make because when it was being made and it wasn't the pandemic so it's probably like disappointing to what they expect, but it's still been pretty good. Apparently, though, didn't beat Tom and Jerry the movies released the weekend before and didn't beat their record. Interesting. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. Have you watched it? You said you were going to watch it. I have not watched it yet. I am. Um, maybe be a weekend job. I'm. I'm busy, Sophie. Come on. Oh, right. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm. I'm, so I'm, I'm not watching stuff. it because I'm a cheapskate, so that's my yeah. reason. But yeah, no, it seems to be doing really well. It's um, if you're going to go buy Rotten Tomatoes, I know some people go go with them, go without, like go against them. But it does have a 96 percent critic score, and it does, and it does have an 84 percent audience um score. From what I can see, people really love the representation. Even from, I saw somebody in a review say that even the side characters are all really good. You know, some side characters in Disney films can lack. Moana. Yep. When we all thought that um, Pua was going to be a bigger event than what what they were. I've seen a lot of comparisons to Moana. I think maybe because of the representation. Um, People have said like the scenery... Like the, the, the visuals, yeah. The visuals, like the, the imagery yeah. and everything is stunning and they compare stunning. it a lot to Moana in that type of way. I've um, seen a few people who have paid for it. A lot of them have loved it. I've only seen one person who said they didn't like it and they thought the storyline was poor. But to jump to live action adventures, we had the Cruella, which I know was a couple of weeks ago, but we haven't been able to talk about it. We do. We have the Cruella release. 
when they announced, and it was years ago now, I remember, they announced that Emma Stone was playing Cruella. I was so here for it. I'm not a big live action person. I'm not going to lie. But when they announced Emma Stone as Cruella, I thought this is a perfect match. Like they have yep. got that casting down to a T. Um, some Disney casting before, I'm not going to lie, I've not agreed with, i.e. Emma Watson as Belle, um, etc. But I think this casting is perfect. And this trailer just showed how amazing she is. And it looks fantastic. I'm so excited. I can't say that enough. I think it's going to be great. I know a lot of people were like, it was so funny because everybody was, everybody was um, comparing her, the fire dress reveal to like drag race reveals. Oh, and I was I've dying. I saw the comparisons to the Hunger Games fire dress. Yeah. Like, so there was the oh, Hunger Games. It better. Like, oh. Yeah. And I was like, oh. And everyone was like, oh, it's like a RuPaul's drag race reveal. And I was like, yes. Yes, 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 yes. Here we love it. that. But I love Emma Stone. I I'm, I don't think there's been a couple of times I, that Emma Stone's maybe done one thing that I've been like, no, nah, okay. But as of yeah. overall, I think she's a great actress. Yeah. I think she's, uh, I think she's worthy of uh, all the hype that she does get, and I think she's going to slay. It's going to be very interesting because there is a lot, and I am one of them of fans of Glenn Close's Corella because yep. it was amazing. If you've not watched the live action 101 and 102 Dalmatians, Glenn Close is a fantastic casting they chose for an older Cruella because obviously yep. this Cruella is a prequel to 101 Dalmatians. Um, so that was an amazing, I feel like it's going to be interesting to compare and see whose maybe favourite live action Cruella will be. I will also say um, Emma Stone's accent seems to be pretty good. So to talk about other news as well, that's maybe a few weeks old, but like we're still going to talk about it. Star has come to Disney Plus. I am so here for it because one, um, the one of my all-time favorite movies, Moulin Rouge, is now on there. I know you've been watching Ugly Betty on there. Um, yes. I yes. have actually start. I actually started watching the original, The Big Sky. I think it's called. It is good. I will recommend it to people. If you like like a murder mystery type thing, you're a broad church fan, that type of thing, watch it. It is very good. It's about, it's not, this isn't a spoiler because it's literally what it's about. It's about two girls who get kidnapped um, and then they try and find them. But it is really good. The plot twist at the end of the first episode, I was like, what? It was very big. Sure did not in. expect it. Please, can someone I know watch it so I can talk to someone about this plot twist? Tell me about it. Because no <laughs> one watched it, and I am dying to talk about it because I was like, "What?" Um, so it's I will on, definitely recommend it because I, I was like, obviously, I was really surprised to see Glee go on it straight away because Glee still have a deal with Netflix. So yeah. that was a a bit of a surprise. Um, but yeah, I've like I, like Sophie said, I've been watching Ugly Betty religiously because. I love that show. Um, Sophie, made, I, I, this makes Sophie laugh every time. But Ugly Betty for a while made me want to get into like magazine publishing. <laughs> Same with The Devil Wears Prada. I don't know why those two were like, yeah, this looks like a great it's industry to get it into. So easy to do. Like, <laughs> that's why. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know if The Devil Wears Prada makes it look easy. Like, sure. that, <laughs> that's a scary problem. Job, and all of a sudden she's working for like the highest intern, basically. The head of the magazine like doesn't work like that yeah. mate 
no we love we love a fantasy life but you know like i think it's been really really good you know some some shows when you watch back oof, have not aged well let me tell you that for nothing like yeah and also do you know what's really sad doesn't aged well buffy oh like i see i watched buffy a couple because obviously there's a big hype and it's got such a big fan base maybe the first two series whilst angel's still in it is good but then when angel gets his spin off and leaves it's yeah. just bad and i had to power through that last two series they were bad the final mm. episode i was like that's it <laughs> what well, a lot of people have also been back on the Lost type because Lost is obviously as on Star as well. I can't do that to myself again. I can't have that disappointment. So never, do you know what? No. I never watched Lost. Don't do it. <laughs> Don't do it. No, I'm four out of ten. Do not recommend to a friend. So, <laughs> so now yeah. we've talked about what's already released, what's out there. We'll talk about some upcoming news we've got. Yeah, so we'll talk I about- am here for, as Sarah knows how excited I am about this. I need to find a different word other than excited as well, I've realised. Is this Adventurers Club announcement? Now, I was really here for, there was a big, big rumours when Disney Plus started that they might do a live action show of the Kingdom Keepers, which if you've not read the books, are great kids books. It's set in the parks. Um, my mum's read them. My mum raves over them. She's absolutely obsessed. I think they end up having a book even on like a cruise ship and they go through all the different parks. It's meant to be amazing. Um, so I was all here for that. Because like I said in the intro, I'm here for Easter eggs. I'm here for like when they do little things through all of it. So I was like, yes. They've ended up not going ahead with that. They said they think it's using too much intellectual property in one show. So that's why they haven't. However, um, they have now announced the Adventurers Club. So this is, if you like a lot of the history and the backstories of our rides at, Dis- at Walt Disney World, you'll know that like the Big, um, Big Thunder Mountain, um, Jungle Cruise, things like that, they all have a very deep and lengthy backstory about someone founded it and they went on an adventure and blah, 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 blah. And um, you can Google it. This really in- interesting. Um, Disney don't really do that much behind it anymore. Maybe because they don't do as much original ideas anymore. It's a lot of IP-based attractions. But um, they're basically going to make a TV show, which is all these like people that found these rides, like that have come together and the part of an adventurers club. And oh, it's just amazing. The little fun girl of me is loving life. If you all could see her right now, like, like uh, Sophia has like the biggest smile on her face. Like she's so excited. It was like if you enjoyed like the Imagineering story, it's going to yeah. be that like times like times a hundred. Like yeah. it's going to be uh, a really interesting and different kind of take on hearing people yeah. like I talk think about these really things. Interesting how they try and bring all these stories together and twine them into a new story because obviously they'll all be doing something together i just think it's gonna be oh so good and i hope it doesn't let me down like tomorrowland the movie i don't know if you remember with george clooney way back when i was so excited for that because it was meant to be like talking about the world's fair and like using like tomorrowland and disney as inspirational and i was so here for it because i think using these ideas and interplaying them and like with a movie or a show and bringing all these things together and all these themes is such a good idea. And I love that type of thing. 
Obviously, Tomorrowland did not do it well, did not work out. I'm hoping that Adventurers Club does. We don't have much information on it yet, apart from like the general basics. And um, so we'll keep you updated because we know that I am here for it. Here for it. Um, okay, let's quickly jump into all the Marvel shenanigans that have gone on. So obviously... Spoiler free. We- this will be spoiler free zone, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Yeah, so you can, you can, if you haven't had a chance to watch WandaVision, I highly recommend you go and watch it. It is an incredible setup to a character that you think you know, but you don't, but we don't actually know. Yeah. If that it's kind of makes sense without giving too much away. Four, isn't it? Of the Marvel. Yeah, universe. this is this, yeah, this is a good start of phase four. So this is like a, it's a really, if you're going to want to watch the next couple of releases for Marvel, I highly recommend you watch WandaVision to kind of know what's happening. Because the thing um, I love about it is, like, we have a lot of Marvel shows that have already been out, like your Agent Carter, your Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Like, they've already all been out for a very long time. This is, like, the first Marvel TV show, though, that affects the cinematic universe, and it's important to watch because you don't need to watch Agent Carter, you don't need to watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. to know the story. They don't affect... It doesn't yeah. really have anything to do with the cinematic universe and like the movies as it goes along. One division does. One division yeah. is important. I've been trying to tell my brother this because he loves the movies. He's like, oh, but I might know this TV show is important. You need to watch it to be able to understand like and follow all the storylines through of the next bunch of movies. Yeah. Well, they've basically the obviously without giving you spoilers away, the ending of One Division kind of suggests that the um Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. isn't, isn't canon, therefore doesn't really exist in the MCU. It was just like a separate piece that they did. And any, all of, like, as Sophie said, anything that happens in that TV show kind of doesn't affect the rest of yeah. the universe, like the cinematic universe. WandaVision was really, really great. I think the thing that I think people didn't enjoy was maybe the lack of, you know, the classic superhero fights, The that kind of idea that that was kind of lacking but that I don't think that was the point of one division I think it was to tell you about Wanda like I mean, to give you how well it's done like you've had Paul Bettany and like um Elizabeth herself saying like they thought it was just gonna be like the weird older cousin of like these Marvel movies that people would think a bit strange and not really they're surprised how well people have enjoyed well, it yeah. and, like took it in and like been obsessed with it and I think it has been that bit different I'm not gonna let those first two episodes I think for people that aren't as much like you Sarah that are here for anything Marvel and love the whole thing I think those first two episodes are hard for just like a generic like viewer superhero of fan. Action, yeah. yeah for that superhero action to get through because it is nothing like it it is the first episode you are just basically watching a 1950s sitcom it's not a Marvel movie at all. It's not a superhero movie at all. So it's it's very hard to get through that, but it is worth the push. The payoff. The payoff at the end yeah. is, is worth it. And, and then the end of it doesn't the... answer a lot of questions as well. Like there's still so Which many. Which is good because that's what that's what's always going to keep you going. Yeah. But just obviously when we're saying that WandaVision lacked that superhero action, you're going to get all that in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. That's what that is going yeah. to be. That is going to be your stereotypical buddy cop, like good good cop, bad cop yeah. 
adventure. I'm very surprised. This isn't a spoiler, but none of the end credit scenes teased Falcon and Winter Soldier, which I was expecting. Well, this is so we had this discussion in our group chat about where we think uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier is going to take place, like in terms of the timeline. And I have a feeling it's going to kind of run pretty much parallel on top. So the reason that you don't see anything from WandaVision, any of the end credit scenes, is because it runs at the same time. So it's not. The other thing I think like, is really interesting to talk about is to talk about the original release dates of a lot of things because you've got to remember Falcon and Winter Soldier wasn't meant to come till after the first Doctor Strange movie, if I'm right. Like there's a lot so we of were... movies that were meant to come before we have a lot of these TV shows that we're about to see. Yeah. So One Division was pretty much Doctor Strange and the um, Multiverse of Madness was supposed yeah. to pretty much flow straight into one division because yeah. obviously we find we got more news about the spider-man the the new spider-man film and that was supposed to come after all of this so we're now kind of playing juggle around because um covid affected the filming for the new yeah. doctor strange movie because that's still filming and that's not going to get released until april 2022 so it's a while to go and we didn't have that wait I wonder so, how it's going to affect the storyline, though, because we know that Marvel is so, like, in set, like, you need to watch this to then understand this to then understand this. Um, the playing around with the timelines is obviously going to affect that a lot. And yeah. I do, th- like, just quickly mention the Spider-Man. I think it's going to be so interesting because apart from the Avengers movies, obviously the Spider-Man, we've got, like, the all the previous Spider-Man, like, series are coming back. And... Oh, we're so like both me and Sarah are so, I'm so excited. The thing I'm is, so excited of like superhero movies since like your first Tobey Maguire, which kind of started off the Marvel. This is the most adventurous movie we're gonna get, apart from like your Avengers, which obviously brings in a lot of other characters. This is the most adventurous, like planned, like bringing different things in in a single character movie that we've had and it's going to be amazing to see how they do it yeah i'm i'm so excited i bet we'll all say this and um as marvel theorists still we'll all be we'll all be wrong and they won't be in it or something won't something won't happen and i'll be i'll be crushed um, i've seen a lot of things as well on social media that's been like oh the multiverse trilogy and they're talking about wandavision doctor strange and spider-man but I think a lot of people are forgetting about Loki. I think Loki's going to be, his TV show is going to be a big, big play into the multiverse yeah. series because in Endgame, he, he he's dead. Like, yeah. he is the star of the multiverse, really, because he took the stone or whatever, blah, blah, and he created his own universe. That was the first one. So I think he, yeah. his show it's going to play into this multiverse thing the most out of any of the other shows or movies we're going to see, maybe? I think it's going to play a big part because the... And I can't remember off the top of my head and I should have actually wrote this down. The team that he ends up working with in the comics is like a big... is like the Keepers of the Multiverse. So it's... Yeah, I think a lot of people are forgetting about it because I I think people don't realise how soon it comes out. It's coming out like June like June 11th. It's going to be basically how we've had one vision a week off and then we're going to have Falcon and Winter Soldier. I think it's going to be basically the same thing with once Falcon and Winter Soldier finishes, we might have a week or two break and then we've got Loki. Yeah. The good but thing is, is this week... Back to back. 
this week you're getting a we're getting a how they did how they filmed one division yeah. so if you want to know any of the ins and outs after you've watched the full season i'm sure that's going to be really interesting to watch like all the ins and outs um but i think that's all of the marvel news it is and then we just want to quickly mention we've got a resorts to talk about we've seen the first look this week of our polynesian moana rooms now i'm not gonna lie it's not where i thought they were gonna go with it but i'm here for it i i actually i i really enjoy the subtlety yeah like i thought it was gonna be like more of a pop century like art of animation caribbean caribbean beach when, yeah. yeah caribbean beach when we had like the pirates rooms and the nemo rooms like yeah. that kind of vibe and i actually really love like how low-key <laughs> low-key inspiration <laughs> low key from is. like maui's tattoos and like that type of graphic the tribal graphic which is a lot better than like your cartoon like these are our characters in your face yeah yeah and i think it i think it like fits and it also fits that deluxe like because you have to remember like the polynesian is a deluxe resort like it's not it's not your same as your pop centuries and your art of animations it's that higher that i don't want to say higher standard because even the value resorts in disney have a higher have a higher um are the higher standard anyway but it's for a different market yeah totally. and it fits that market and then the rumor is the next one on the block to be done is going to be the contemporary and we're going to get an incredible theme which i think needs where i'm saying i obviously lose I'm, I'm missing i lose a lot of like the original ideas and i don't want to lose a lot more of them like please don't start going through every single hotel now however I do like the wilderness lodge next thing you know be like themed to up and like the wilderness explorer group like you, that's what you could see happening and I don't think it needs to however I do think the contemporary needs something to contemporize it and the incredibles would fit in great with that um I agree and even if they don't do obviously because the contemporary split up into like several different parts now so you could literally have one part of it as these themed rooms um yeah and, and Sophie's completely right and I like I agree with her when she's saying that not every resort needs that vibe like some resorts are perfect like you're not going to stick I know the Grand Floridian has like um, elements of like Alice in Wonderland through it and you know things Cinderella. like that but it's not they've, done the, new, they've not done the new bell bar like as in like Beauty and the Beast like themed bar in there which I think works but they don't need to change the whole rooms and everything the no. overall vibe not at all so um yeah it would be like yeah it's it's a very odd idea it would be a very odd idea to go through and be like oh have all our characters and all of our resorts it's like mm. some people you know don't want to go for don't want to go for that vibe like they want to well the progress of the star wars hotel or like maybe lack of i saw a picture yeah. this week and it's it just looks like a block building like i don't see any of this theming this like most immersive hotel experience like I don't see any of that. It just looks like, I mean, even if it is a hotel, it's tiny, the picture that has been seen, the aerial view. I just don't get it at all. I know the Star Wars hotel is to be quite small. As told, it's like going to be like quite the one of the smaller, the smallest resorts on property, I think, to like obviously do the immersiveness yeah. of it. Um, so I think we're just going to have to keep an eye on it. The picture is what building. So you've heard us rant now for a good hour. <laughs> 
yeah you know but that was great we went we I think we actually talked about a lot like you know I don't think we left if there's anything we missed out that you'd like to actually hear from us talk about please like let us know like drop us a a dm comment you know you can find us all on instagram meet me at the hub grass um go check us out there we put things on a story during the week little games um I know we've got more coming up little trivia bits maybe um, but let us know your opinions. What was your favourite story that we've talked about this week? What are you most excited for? We know that I'm most excited for everything. Sarah's most excited about Marvel. <laughs> Sophie's like, I'm excited about everything. That's it. That's Sophie's. That's just Sophie's catchphrase. I want it all. I do want it all. And but yeah, I- no, seriously, if we've missed anything you'd like us to talk about, let us know. Um, we'll if any other, if- weeks this time so we're not here next friday it's the friday after i know you've had like a double dose of us this um past two weeks but from now on we're going to be here every other friday so next week you yeah. won't see us but what date will it be sarah that you will hear us we will be here then the 26th yes yeah the 20 uh, she was sophie's like yes yeah no it's the 26th of march yeah <laughs> um so you have plenty of time to tell us anything you'd like us to cover. We'll be keeping an eye out on the Disney news so that you don't have to. And we hope you've enjoyed our little rants and yes. our little recap of our news um, the past, well, I say two weeks, but probably the past month we've probably covered today. Times episode may be probably shorter because we've covered a lot of stuff today. Maybe even in a couple of weeks we might have a guest on as well, might we, Sarah? maybe we have to speak to our lovely producer and see if he'll come on and have a chat with us yeah so it'll be great to meet the whole team yes um, the entire team. That, i will see you in two weeks time sarah it's been lovely speaking to you today and remember to subscribe to this episode yeah and if you enjoyed us please give us a rating on apple podcasts we are available on apple Podcasts now so and if you didn't enjoy us don't leave us well. <laughs> if you didn't enjoy us please be nice <laughs> be nice anyway And on that note, (laughs) I'll see you in two weeks, Sophie. I'll see you then, Sarah. Bye. Bye.